Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to part two of CT Enterography. And I left off last time at the point of small bowel tumors. And so let's discuss small bowel tumors. Small bowel tumors in general are actually a small part of what we see in terms of CT imaging, but one of the biggest challenges is about 5% of GI tract tumors and has a variable clinical presentation, as I mentioned, often difficult to diagnose both clinically and radiologically. The typical uh, story is the patient will present and the diagnosis will not be made for 12 to 18 months, and I think we surely can do better than that. Now, there have been a lot of articles recently about small bowel tumors. Here's an article from Pan making the point that it's uncommon with four major types, adenocea, carcinoids, lymphoma, and sarcoma, but didn't make the point that the incidence of small bowel cancer has increased over the past several decades, but particularly carcinoid tumors by a factor of four with less dramatic rises for adenocarcinoma and lymphoma with stable sarcoma rates. If you look at some of the numbers, depending on how you look, adenocea and carcinoids are about equal and some series carcinoids are actually more than adenocarcinomas. In our experiences, we do see lots of carcinoid tumors. So when you think about it, in terms of malignancies, is the big four, and then there's metastatic disease, and the ones we typically think about are melanoma and renal cell cancer, but it can be lung, can be pancreas, can be a number of different other tumors. Now we know the appearance on the small bowel, CT, uh, of tumors is variable from anything from a diffuse infiltration of a small or large segment of bowel to a palipoid mass to a constricting lesion to a large ulcerating lesion. Now when you look at these four types, obviously in your mind you could think a polypoid lesion can be the most difficult or a small focal infiltration can be the most difficult to recognize. A constricting lesion causes obstruction typically, so perhaps you'll see the obstruction and then find the lesion. And of course, the larger the lesion typically, the easier it is indeed to find. And I'll show you how difficult it is, but how a CT enterography you can do very well. If you look at this case very quickly on the axial images, look at the third portion of a duodenum. You kind of notice there's something slightly enhancing there, and it's kind of full. And if you look at it again, kind of looks full, but I guess one could easily walk past there. Okay, kind of tricky, right? But then if I take it from that plane and I put it in the coronal plane, look how easy it is in this 3D map coronal to see the lobular masses in the duodenum, ranging from the second portion of the duodenum to the fourth. These were multiple foci of tumor, very nicely shown. Now, in this case, it was adenocarcinoma. There is some vascularity. It's not hypervascular like carcinoid, obviously, but look how easy it is to see something that was so easy to miss. And here's two more images of that. Okay, duodenum I think is the toughest area with um, CT enterography with dedicated imaging. I think we do a lot better there. Otherwise, you can overcall or undercall with tremendous uh, frequency and make all sorts of problems. Now, of course, in a case like this where the bowel was obstructed, you see the transition very nicely, and you can see the focal thickening of the bowel. You can see its hyperenhancement. This was adenocarcinoma as well. But in this case, the mass is good size, but it was really the transition. And remember, we see dilated bowel. We follow it down. We're looking for the transition. So that indeed becomes very, very important and just a very nice example of that possibility. Now, 
sometimes we've seen patients referred to us in the pancreatic cancer clinic with pancreatic cancer, and this was one of the patients, and actually what happens is it's sort of something simulating pancreatic cancer. And one of the most common things we see simulating pancreatic cancer is a duodenal process. Often it's a GIST tumor. In this case, it's an adenocarcinoma. And this is a big, bulky, ulcerating mass. So I guess in this case, the diagnosis of a mass wasn't hard. It was just that based on epicenter, people considered that it was a pancreatic tumor. But very nicely, you're seeing a large, bulky, ulcerating duodenal adenocarcinoma. You can see it's not yet obstructing, but it probably will. These can perforate as well. And you can see very nicely here its relationship to the portal vein. Again, you could think of pancreatic tumor. You could think of a GIST tumor. You can think of nodes in the region. But when you look nicely on the 3D maps, it's an ulcerating mass. It's even growing toward the ampulla. So now the common duct is being obstructed. You can understand why someone considered pancreas. Patient probably presented with symptoms even of jaundice. But nice ulcerating mass. So you really need to be careful. And here's a couple more images showing you the uh, relationship and involvement and pushing into the portal vein, SMV confluence, as well as common duct dilatation. Now, in carcinoid tumors, typically the distal tumor is common in the ileum, less common in duodenum. I mentioned before that it's increased by a factor of four over the past several decades. It's still a small incidence, one in 100,000. Uh, more common in men, more common in African Americans, and lower in Hispanics. Some of the facts, we know that it's a functioning tumor, as we like to think about it. Typically secretes serotonin, which is metabolized by the liver to 5-HIAA, and then excreted in the urine. Liver metastasis is seen in over 90% of patients with a carcinoid tumor, not that have carcinoid syndrome. Remember, not every patient with carcinoid tumor will have the syndrome. Sometimes it's an incidental finding. Uh, obviously, if you have the syndrome, typically you do have liver metastasis, as we commented here, and these metastases are typically hypervascular. If you don't do arterial phase imaging, you'll miss the lesions. They're often indeed very small. The carcinoid tumor, as you probably know, causes a desmoplastic reaction, which can lead to mesenteric ischemia and infarction. Uh, you can see the encasement of vessels, typically both on the arterial as well as on the venous side. Now, one of the challenges with carcinoid tumors, often the only finding was that mesenteric mass, and the challenge is to find the primary mass in bowel. Again, we think it's typically distally. Now, with fast scanning, dual-phase imaging, CT enterography, it's much easier to pick up that primary mass in the bowel. And then we look for the other findings. Mesenteric masses can be due to lymphoma, can be due to desmoid tumors, but the classic thing in carcinoids is 70% will calcify, and again, that pattern of liver metastasis. In this article by Kumai, 44 patients with symptoms of suspected carcinoid tumors had CT enterocolysis. Positive CT enterocolysis were compared with PATH results. Negative was compared with follow-up. CT was positive in 19 cases, negative in 19. Range of tumors from 5 to 30 millimeters in diameter. Tumors were typically focal nodule lesions, the small bowel wall or as intraluminal polypoid masses with marked enhancement. A good point from this paper being that the primary tumor, just like the metastasis, will enhance. And when you look at their numbers, their sensitivity and specificity was incredibly high, 100% and 96.2% respectively. 
negative predictive value, 100%, positive predictive value, 94%. So very, very successful. And their conclusion, not surprising, CT enterocolitis has potential to be an excellent diagnostic method for the examination of small bowel carcinoid tumors. They also speak in this article about the importance of multiplanar reconstruction, the importance of technique, and looking at both bowel and extra bowel findings. So a very good article to look at. And here's just a couple cases to make the point. Here's a patient. Look at that enhancing lesion around two centimeters in the second portion of the duodenum. It's vascular, nicely shown, right? Very nicely shown there. That was a duodenal carcinoid tumor. Again, we don't think about proximal tumors with carcinoid, but they do occur. And here's a few more volume-rendered images, very nicely showing you that mass. You know, it could be metastasis, metastatic renal cell carcinoma. If you had a renal cell, I guess that's a possibility for vascular small bowel tumor, but you gotta be thinking carcinoid all of the time. Now, here's a case I've shown before in other lectures, but I always like to make the point. This is a wonderful case. Patient was seen three other places, CT was negative. Symptoms suggested carcinoid tumors. You look carefully at the CT enterography study, you may not appreciate much till you think about those little white dots in the small bowel, which are better seen on this coronal volume imaging, and even better seen on those MIP images. Each of those was a small bowel tumor. Each of those was three to five millimeters. There was over 30 small bowel carcinoid tumors. So important to recognize. Another example, here's a very nice case of a carcinoid tumor enhancing distal ileum, pushing into cecum. And then when you look carefully in the right lower quadrant, there's also a mass in the mesentery, which is also enhancing. And when you take it from the axial to the coronal plane, there you see very nicely the terminal ileal mass enhancing. You see the mass in the mesentery encasing branches off the SMA encasing them, causing that desmoplastic reaction. Just a very, very nice example of that, shown very well in this case. And again, here it is 3D imaging. So several things, desmoplastic reaction, vascular lesions, key is fast injections, early acquisition, we get delayed acquisition as well, but you need early acquisition. That's gonna tell you the enhancement, that's gonna show you the liver metastasis. Another example. Here again, easy to walk by potentially, but you see the mass right lower quadrant. You see it's partially calcified. That's a good sign for a carcinoid tumor. As I said, about 70% have calcification. Put it in 3D mapping. Now you see the desmoplastic reaction. You see the encasement of the patient's SMA and distal branches, the iliocolic branches. Very nice desmoplastic reaction involving the bowel really nicely seen. I take it from volume rendering to MIP. Look how nicely the image on your right, you really do appreciate, also the image on your left, you really appreciate that desmoplastic reaction, which is often, as in this case, best seen with um, MIP imaging. Now, I'll mention gist tumors as well. Most common gists occur in the, in the stomach, but small bowel gists do occur. It's a mesenchymal tumor, usually exophytic, arising from the muscularis propria, and the duodenum is the most common small bowel location. It can present with small bowel bleed or obstruction. And I've shown before, a few moments ago, an adenocarcinoma that was thought to be a pancreatic mass. This is another patient came in with a pancreatic mass. You can see it's smooth, well-defined. And when you look at the CTA, it doesn't distort the vessels, neither the GDA or hepatic artery or SMA. And here's a few more images showing that as well. And so what you're looking at in this case is a mass that was actually in the small bowel. 
Uh, just tumors, gastrointestinal stromal tumors, can be smooth, mildly enhancing. Here you can see some increased vascularity, but it's not a supervascular mass in this case. Very smooth, very well defined. Uh, just a very, very nice example. And here it is again on another axial view. And here very nicely shown in the venous phase imaging. Very smooth. Again, if this was a pancreatic mass, it would be obstructing the pancreatic duct. It would be obstructing the common duct. Um, what would it be, an islet cell tumor? But islet cell tumors will typically be very vascular. So that's not going to be the case. You've got to think of GIST. Now, it's very important. You don't go in right now and do a Whipple's procedure. You're thinking GIST. You biopsy it. You prove it. You give Gleevec. And then later on, you'll operate in the patient. So very important. Now, I mentioned a moment ago this was a little bit atypical because just tumors have sometimes increased vascularity. And here was a patient with abdominal pain. And look at this lesion we pick up in the patient's proximal jejunum. Very nice vascular lesion. Beautiful example. What else could this be? Metastatic. It could be a carcinoid tumor. This was a GIST tumor. So GIST usually aren't this vascular, but they can be very vascular. So I thought I'd show you this example, but also a very nice example with the 3D rendering indeed was very, very helpful in us being able to recognize the tumor. And here it is in the axial imaging. Again, the value of neutral contrast agents that we use with CT enterocolysis, very nicely shown in this example. Again, the bowel pattern nicely shown. The tumor is not obstructing the bowel in any sense. And again, here's a couple more images. Now, the last thing we talk about with CT enterography is looking at small bowel inflammatory disease and Crohn's is a really good model. And I think what we'll do is, in the interest of time, let's pick this up in a couple of minutes and we'll come back. Thanks very much.